0: Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. So I I got a fancy name for this. Not really. (laughs) But it's called More Than Just a Melody. And I said we live in a culture where worship has been watered down to just a song. But in reality, it's much more. It actually means to bow down. Webster's Dictionary says it's expressing worth, reverence, and adoration. Worship is a life driven by passion that is created through a cultivating of a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And, um you know, everybody relationship cultivating with Jesus isn't the same, so stop looking for it to be because <laughs> it's not. And um, I think a good bit of us probably have grown up in church, and we tend to know the God of our parents or the God of people like I have had mentors. We know the God of them, but we don't know God personally. Like, we're like, we know sister such and such can get a prayer through. But if I pray that same prayer, it just ain't going to happen, you know. But I want to, like, drive that home tonight is building a relationship with the Lord. And one of the questions I asked is, and you can... Raise your hand or say it out loud. Um, how do I cultivate a relationship with someone? So are human. You're good. Thank you. It's so pretty to us. Just lean in. <laughs> Thank you so much. But so how do you cultivate a relationship with someone? With your friend. Or that's how you say it now? Friend. Best Friend. how How do you do that? What does that consist of? What do you say? Hanging out. Does that mean like hanging out and just looking at each other? Probably not. If it is, you're wasting my time. (laughs) So you're talking to them. And do you say like, hey, friend, what's your favorite color? Normally, if you call them a friend, you know a little bit more about them. And so the same way you cultivate a relationship with your friend, you do the same thing with the Lord. And um, my next question is, how do you cultivate a relationship with God? And, um, this could be hard, especially in today's society. Everything is so tangible. You can see it. It's easily accessed. You know, if I want to be a private investigator without being hired by a company, I could get on Facebook and find out everything I want about somebody without knowing them. Right? So I think because of where our culture is, and I'm guilty, so don't think I'm up here blameless because I'm guilty, but in my guiltiness, I shall share the truth and it's going to set all of us free. But I want to say that because of that, we've become detached. Like, you know, um, we don't really talk to each other. We text each other quick. Like, oh, let me me see. You know, we're easy to text, you know, or send a message or whatever. But to sit down and talk to somebody, that almost make you a little nervous. Or it don't. It makes you nervous sometimes. I could be sitting by somebody and I'd be like, I'm going to just send them a text. now, how dumb is that? Send them a text. But anyway, so we do that. So that has transferred over into our... um Enter our walk with the Lord. And we can't text him. We cannot email him. Um, we may try. I think the address to heaven is probably at Gmail. You can look it up. If it is, let me know. I got a lot of um, emails to send him. But it's not. That is the only relationship that I know in my life that I can't send a text message. Or also text messages are a way of hiding. We hide behind our text messages. So we're bold to text something like, let me tell you, or, hey, like that's what I was thinking about you the other day. How much more would that be if you said it to their face? You might want to run. I don't know but the lord because he knows all and he sees all all those things that you're afraid to say to him he already know he know the good the bad the ugly the soft spot the room with the light off in the house of your heart he knows all those things so as culture we have pulled away from him in that sense and um We are self-reliant on ourselves. Again, guilty, not throwing any punches at nobody, I promise. Um, We're self-reliant, but what the Lord wants, he wants something that's authentic. Like when he created you in your mother's womb and he knew all the cells, because I like science. He knew he knew all the cells and all the nerve fibers. He knew what was going to work wasn't what wasn't going to work. He knew all of those things. So what better way is what better way than to go back to the manufacturer of the person who created you. You know, and to to get to know him because he knows us already. Really this journey is about us getting to know him. And um so, one of my favorite ways to do that is sit on my porch, because <laughs> it's my favorite. So, I go sit on my porch, whether it's scorching hot or not, ask a friend or two, they probably will tell you, yes, she's out there sweating, bullets." we want everybody else to come outside too. But that's my time where I can sit and listen, and it's not necessarily me talking, because I talk a lot, and sometimes it's just sitting there with no music, no nothing, it's silent. Or making yourself sit in silence and listen to your crazy thoughts. I'm sorry. Nobody has crazy to my crazy thoughts because nobody else has crazy thoughts. And
1: <laughs>
0: Listen to my crazy thoughts and allow the Lord to like filter that. Because don't you know the dumbest, craziest thought that you've ever had? You don't think he heard that? Hello, he did. But what he wants to do is when you have that thought, he wants you to sit with him so you can look in his eyes and say, daddy, look, I'm telling you, I was ready to get them. Today was the day I was going after them. I was going to tell them all day business and be done with it because I have moments like that. So I'm talking from experience. Um, <laughs> I can't even look at y'all when I say it, but I have moments like that. And in those moments, you know what the Lord does? He shows me who I am in the reflection of his eyes. That is something that I say all the time. Like I have to sit at the table with him and look him in his eyes and not run from him. He's not an ant bully. He's not somebody that's like, oh, you messed up today? You're going to get punished. You know, he's not. That's not the God we serve. So what is the saying that we all grew up or most of us grew up hearing God is good. And all the time, what happens when we get older or or grown like me and we forget that God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. That's a real thing. So when life sucks, I can use that word. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When life sucks, guess what? When life sucks, not when God sucks, he's still good, right? We need to remember that because life and God are two separate things. You have the opportunity to invite him into your life so that he can give you guidance and direction, or you have the opportunity to make your own decisions and not invite him into your life, okay? So life do suck. The word of God tells us we will have trials and tribulations. We will have things. And because we're saved doesn't separate us apart from this life. We have things. But what I will say is what separate us from the world is that we have hope. And that's a real thing. So when I see whisper, whisper, whisper in my ear, tell me words I thought I would never hear. Because culture is screaming and yelling at all of us as an adult. I'm almost 40 years old. I said it. I know I look 19. But as an adult, for almost 40 years old, the struggle and the battle of my mind is real. When the world is telling me, oh, you should be this way. Oh, you should do it this way. If you don't do it this way, you're not accepted. Everybody's going to reject you. They're going to hate you. When you have to battle that, that's an everyday battle. Just because y'all in school don't think your mom and them ain't going through all that. They are. Because they're battling with, am I being a good parent? Am I not being a good parent? Should I knock them upside the head? Should, I, you know, just all these things they, you know, they're going in their mind. <laughs> they're going in their mind about. You know, you have all of that screaming at you. As a woman, it's young women in here. You have the world screaming at you and saying, you should look this way. You should wear this this way. But when you, oh, and boys, you should have a thousand girlfriends. You should never be faithful. You should never go the right way. You should do what you want. You're a boy. This is an excuse to do what you want. It's not. But when you sit at the table and you look into your father's eyes that's worship because you are bowing the greek word for that it's a big word but i know it it's proskuneo it means to bow down when you bow down That means your ego bows. That means your pride bows. Your plans bow. All the I'm going to be a superstar bow. All the athletic abilities bow. Like all that bows. That's worship. That's saying, God, I lay this all down. And I'm going to sit here and look at you in your eyes. And can you tell me? outside of all these crazy voices. Can you whisper? Can you tell me who I am again? That's every day for me. God, even I'm standing here thinking about a situation while we was worshiping and I could hear the Lord giving me very strategic directions while I'm standing there. And I just begin to weep because I was like, God, like, oh, that's going to be the hardest thing ever. And he's like, but then you do this, this, and this. And it's something small, but I got to do it. But in that moment, I felt like, oh, you love me so much that you'll come in a service like this and speak truth to me, even when I don't want to hear it. Okay. Um. One of the things that I feel like society... And look, this is for everybody. This is not because uh, you're young. No, no, I'm talking to y'all like y'all on, we on level tonight. <laughs> you know, well, how can I cultivate a, uh, a relationship with someone I can't see? Because how many people know atheists in here say there ain't no God? I know some. <laughs> I might be friends with some of them. I'm just saying why why are they atheists? do you know why somebody tell me why the atheists because they can't get out of their philosophical theological mind that he is a God that they cannot see That's why they can't touch him he is limitless he is out of a box and you know that because you probably seen him out of your little tore down boxes because i've seen him out of my tore down box my head holes in them look like rats have been biting through it <laughs> why are you trying to hold me in this raggedy box because we want to do that as humans we want control and we can't control god Cause it's like, he's the wind and he goes wherever he wants to go. He is the ruler of the universe. Like, hello. But he's also a father that'll come down and whisper in your ear and tell you words that your mother, that your girlfriend, that your boyfriend, that your wife, that your husband, that your daughters will never tell you. Never. You can look all day, but the very thing that we're looking for is already in the inside of us. Everything that we're looking for, everything that we're reaching and grabbing for is already here, is in here. Who's your creator? Oh, they don't know, Lord. Hold on. I'm asking one more time. Who is your creator? God. Where is he? If you are saved and have accepted Jesus, where is he? He is inside of you. But he's so good. He also in heaven. He on earth and he inside of us. He is omnipresent. I mean, he is everywhere at all times. You know what's wrong with the enemy? He can't be everywhere at all times. You know what he does? This is a side note because this ain't in my notes. He throw a rock you look at it, you run towards it, and he gone. He come back and check on you to see, did they take the rock? Yep. Got him. <laughs> Got him. They over there. Just how I thought. So Always know the enemy has no power over you. He can only be one place at one time. He don't even have enough imps to even influence us as much as he would like to. He ain't that powerful. Trust me. Okay. I don't even know where that came from, but Jesus. <laughs> um. So what does worship look like? Again, we say it's not a song. It's not just... um. Lifting your hands because a slow song on. Because we all like, oh, we worshiping because a slow song is on. That's not right. That's wrong. You are doing one form of worship. That is one form. That's not all the forms. Um. Oh, we doing an upbeat song. We come alive in the river. We worshiping. Yes, you are. You are. What's that song say? We come alive in the river. We talking about God. God is the river. So if you never knew what you were saying, we come alive in the river, it's saying we come alive in the river of the Lord. He is the river. Okay, so I'm going to give scripture because I I really do know um, some Bible verses. I promise. All right. So here we go. Um, this is actually one of my favorite uh, stories of Jesus, which, by the way, Jesus was always out living the third life. <laughs> like I felt like he was always out in the streets finding those that needed him and wanted him. And when they wanted him, they were able, they were open to receive them because they were done with everything else life had given them. So this is the woman at the well. And, um, I'll just even, I'll start, uh, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Guys, I just think this is so, this is my favorite. It says, it's John 4, um, 19. And I'm going to read all the way to 24. It says, um, the woman said, you must be a prophet. It's talking about Jesus. Well, first of all, let me give a little backstory, a little backstory, just a little bit a smidgen. The backstory of this is, during that time, nobody was going to the well to draw water because it was too hot during that time of day. That's historically. And Jesus was a Jew, and she was a Samaritan, so that's a mix between a Jew and another culture. They were the Samaritans. They had no business mixing with each other. So racial issues was back then too. Don't think it started just now today. It was then too. So he said, the, "So, so she was at the well because she didn't want nobody to see her. She was willing to be scorched by the sun because she didn't nobody want. She didn't want anybody to see her because she was embarrassed." Um. So the woman said, "You must be a prophet, because she he had told him his business just was savage." Jesus and um savage Jesus had said, "That's true." Jesus said, "For you have married five times. Now you're living with a man who's not your husband. You have told the truth." Okay. He was savage. Um. I'm just saying. I don't think I would have said that. I would have been like, "No, Lord, I ain't saying that." Anyway. The woman said, "You must be a prophet. So tell me this: Why do our fathers worship God here on this nearby mountain, but your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship? Now, let me ask you something: Do we worship just here at church? No. He's trying to break through today. Like, oh, your people worship in Jerusalem. Why are you up here? Basically, that's what she asked him. And she said, which is right? And Jesus responded, believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you won't worship the father on a mountain, nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. 22 says your people don't really know the one they worship. Your people don't really know. It's not head knowledge. When they said no back then, they meant like down deep inside of you you knew not i got a bunch of head knowledge and i just know everything you knew them you knew that person intimately you knew them like hey i know what time they get up in the morning i just don't know what their favorite color is i know what they eat like you knew them okay and so so um we jews worship out of our experience for it's from the Jews that salvation is made available from here on worshiping the father will not be a matter of the right place but with the right heart for God is a spirit and he longs for the people he created and manufactured every part of their DNA he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. There's no way you can be in the spirit and not have truth. Like the truth of who God is. It's very hard to do that. Because it's scary then. All right. So that was John um four, nineteen through 24. The only way we will know the truth is by making time to spend with Jesus. When we know him and his word, in return, we can live daily that points back to the father. It is not a song we prepare to sing on Sunday services or Wednesdays for that matter. It is paving the way for those who are weary to receive rest. When you know the father, you carry him, right? Like he's in you. When you are building relationship with him when you are in relationship with him every place you go you become a place of rest for people that don't know him that's how your light shine nobody's asking you to put on a religious bell and look I don't have nothing against religion you know shirts that have like you know sayings on there I'm all about words and speaking words and all that but even if I didn't have a shirt on that said anything about Jesus, my very presence in somebody else's face, they're going to feel some different. And sometimes they may not understand what it is and that's okay. But they're going to, you, you're going to let them be introduced to their father. And you hadn't said a word about Jesus, but they feel it because they know their creator. Even if they don't know Jesus as their Lord and savior. They're like, wait, man, this feel familiar. You know, I think about the man that was in the graveyard and he seen, he felt Jesus before he seen him and he called Jesus out and was like, Hey, I know you. He had not received Jesus in that moment yet, but he knew I know him and I'm full of demons but I know my father's voice. So his creation knows him. So I pose a question. As I wrap up, How am I, I'm good on time. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Um. So I pose a question and I want you to leave out with it or ponder it in your heart. How are you stewarding God's presence within your heart? Not how you, not how you are leading worship. Not how you are singing great songs. And look, I love singing, yeah. But what about when you go to the grocery store or the Dollar General and that old lady is going out the door and she needs some help with her groceries? Like that's worship because you lowered yourself down. You lowered your ego, your pride. And you worship the Lord in that, that very moment you decided to help that lady. Or that very moment you seen somebody getting attacked at school verbally and saying all kinds of stuff. And that person may walk away and you say to them, Hey man, like, look, do you not, none of that. You lowered yourself, your reputation. To worship the, that's worship. Well, Miss Canadra, what about when I'm in trouble and stuff? And when you're in trouble, you know what I do at my house? my kids be like, Oh
1: my oh, yeah
0: I cut on some music, and it's always songs that's actually talking about God. It's not like I was down and out and no, it's more like. I'm getting ready to see something I've never seen. You know, I'm getting it in the house because I need to hear God, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard what you're about to do for our lives. So I'll say that. All right. Time spent with God creates more than just words. It also allows us to see our creator in the purest form in the purest form of who he is and what we have made and not what we have made him to be. When our attention is focused on him, we do not have to worry about who's in the crowd, what great vocal runs that can, be ha- that can happen, or how to gain a fan club, but we focus on the one we love. For with every word that is sung, it is ultimately done to break people free. You think about Paul and Silas when they were in jail, they didn't have a full band and the Bible never mentioned about them having great vocals or vocal coaches that we know of, you know, I just don't know. Maybe in heaven we'll find out something different. However, when they opened their mouths to express adoration to the father, it unlocked heaven to move on their behalf, allowing the Holy spirit to move in and through them to snatch someone out of depression That was the, uh, the, the person that was the guard, oppression, sickness, doubt, or unbelief, and, and was the gold. We are to be worshipers in our homes, in the streets, at the store, at restaurants, not just on a platform. We must know that songs we sing are more than just a melody. All right. So let's just stand and pray. And I'm going to challenge you with this, that you this week or the remainder of this week or the rest of your life. I don't care. Um, That's what I want. The rest of your lives. Find yourself a place for five minutes. And if you feel crazy talking out loud to your God, it's okay. He's so glad to hear your voice because sometimes he wants to just hear you. You just want to hear your voice so father we just thank you for tonight we thank you lord that with everything that has been said father we thank you that when life is yelling and yelping and sounding like chihuahuas at our ankles father we thank you that we are able to sit at the table, not one we've prepared, but one you've prepared for us. And you have a buffet of things for us to eat from. And we can sit and look in your eyes and you can tell us who we are again and again. Whisper, whisper, whisper in my ear. Tell me words I thought I'd never hear. That's what we want, Father. So we're going to play a song. And whatever you feel like you need to do, do that. And then we're going to end. You know what? If you want to come to the altar, you're more than welcome to. I'm not going to lay my hands on you, but you're welcome to be with Jesus up there.
1: I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Yeah. Oh I'm sad When I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry When I just sing another song Take me back to where we started I I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm calm This holy moment I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for prayer on you, nothing else, nothing else. Jesus, we're coming back to what really now Just wanna bless your heart, Jesus. Just wanna bless your heart, Jesus.
0: Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are, not just what you can do. Father, we thank you, Lord, that our hearts are softened to you. God, I just pray over this generation right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that the boldness that you've given them, God, I thank you, Lord, that they push forward into the things that you have for them. And no, it's not gonna look like what we think it's gonna look like. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that you surround them right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that their hearts are open to you and that they hear your voice and that they're anchored and they're steady. They're anchored and steady. They're anchored and steady. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That nothing else will 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 um shut down their hunger for you. No hurt or offense or what they thought God was, what they thought you were, God. I thank you, Lord, that you come to them in a real, real way in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that what they feel like they're not doing enough, Father, I say that they are doing enough and that they are enough and that they see you in a real way. Father, we give you glory and honor and praise for this night. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.